This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From the Schmoes No Network Studios in Los Angeles, California, it's time for Guilty Movie Pleasures. And now, here are your hosts, two of the guiltiest cats I know, Josh McCuga and Steve Simone. Schmoville coming in hot today on Guilty Movie Pleasures. What's up, Steve? What you gonna do, Schmoville? <laughs> Dude, how great is this? This movie, um, it's one of my favorites. Oh, I'm pumped. Yeah. We, we, what you guys don't see uh, behind the scenes is as we're getting ready, uh, Steve and I get ourselves very worked up yes. over the movies. And we're like, save it for the show, save it for save the show. For, don't ruin it. Uh, how are you, buddy? I'm doing awesome. Yeah. I went back and I watched Taken last night, and okay. I hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah. I forgot how. Um, I mean, I didn't forget. It's even better when you watch it again. Oh, it's so good. I watched it on my phone because my laptop is broken. Uh, it's a, it's with the geniuses at Apple, that, which is a very loose term, I think, for those people. Uh, and I and I like had the phone so close to my face watching the movie, and like my arms kind of went numb because I was like laying in bed. Yeah. You know, when you have it, and like I'm moving the phone around and, and I'm taking it wherever I go. It's like I should have had it on a little thing in front of me. Ugh, it's still good, it's even so on an eight inch screen. It's it's fantastic. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but before we get into it, um, guys go to iTunes. If you're listening to the show, uh, you know, in your car or you're on your phone or you're walking to school or doing whatever you do, go to iTunes, subscribe, give us five stars, give a little rating. It bumps us last week. Uh, I believe five of all five of the Schmoes No Shows were in the top 10. Yes. We hit our peak at number four on iTunes last week. Wow. It's pretty awesome. Thank you guys. So thank you Schmoe for taking us there. So again, you know, share the link, tell your friends, uh, this is the, the, the guilty movie pleasure show. I mean, we talk about movies that people hate to love and love to hate and we just love in general oh and then the other thing is do the itunes stuff follow us on twitter because i've been getting some great tweets about potential movies absolutely and i'm like yes that movie was awesome and we've gotten uh ones that i keep forgetting about like um uh red dawn Uh, we got let your hate keep you warm and supposedly uh phil just let me in we might get leah thompson in here if we do red dawn we just got to put the word out and she'll come in no yes how? I have Phil knows her. She's been in After Buzz a couple of times. So, Schmelville, keep your ears open. If we get Leah Thompson in here talking Red Don, I mean, that's a dream that scenario. That would be awesome. And then we have to talk a little bit about All the Right Moves because that's an another classic. Another classic. Uh, but Schmelville, keep sending us, tweeting us, at Josh McCuga, at Steve Simone. Tweet us uh, some of your things. I know on the Schmoville fan page, you guys have been giving us recommendations. The and best I, stuff. I like them. I favorite everything. We're putting them all in a catalog. Guys, if we could do the show every day, we would do it. For we're, sure. We're only once a week. Uh, and next week, we... You know, a little sad note, the the lead singer of Survivor, mm. Jimmy Jameson, uh, passed away yesterday. Um, and uh, so next week we are going to do Rocky 3, which is the first time that a Survivor show, show or Survivor song shows up in a Rocky movie. Dude, Eye of the Tiger was the biggest song. I grew up in Philadelphia, yeah, so yeah. Rocky was big enough. But when Eye of the Tiger came out, it was that hit Philadelphia like an earthquake. People couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't contain themselves. Like I remember being a chubby little kid. I'm like eight, nine years old, and I thought I was so cool because I had those sunglasses that had the little leather on the side yes. with little breathing holes yeah. and a string. And I remember walking out of the mall with my mom, and then some guy in an IROC Z came by. <laughs> 
listening to the radio and it was like 93.3 WMMR, the station that rocks. And then you just hear dig a dig a dig a dig a bam, 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 bam. And everybody was like, yo, what station's that? And people were running to their cars and turning on their car radio and everybody was just... <laughs> Loving it, dude! Rock out! It's it is it is perfect pump up music. I, I believe that the statistic is at twenty seven percent gym membership increase in Philadelphia. <laughs> Let's survive right at the time. Of it. So, so good. So next week we're going to talk Rocky three because we, we both agree that that's the guiltiest of the Rocky franchise. Yeah, I mean up. it's the debut of Mr. T. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Thunder Lips. I mean, we'll get into it next week. So, so if you haven't seen Rocky three, go watch it next week. That will be uh, what we're talking about. But this week. Here it comes. Now, the reason we're talking about it is because the November Man came out this weekend. It did okay. In the, JT, do you know what it did in the box office this weekend, November Man? It bombed. I don't know how did it, it did, but it bombed. Okay. Well, I, I saw it. I, I got to see it at the actual premiere. Look at me dropping names. Ooh la la. Uh, had some free popcorn, which is the best part about the premieres. Uh, Makes and, it and, taste better. And then I got to interview Pierce Brosnan. No and way. The, yeah, and, and the director and um, Olga Kirilenko, the girl, the female lead. Cool. Yeah, so got to interview them about the movie. And I actually really enjoyed the movie. It's a spy thriller. It's very James Bond-ish, but, you know, it, it, dude, Pierce Brosnan can still kick ass, which parlays perfectly into this movie because Taken... First of all, Taken it came onto the scene like Survivor came on in Philadelphia. Yeah, like uh, it. It is the uh, little trivia. It is the largest second. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Or just Super Bowl weekend movie ever. Wow. Because I guess they don't really release that many movies on Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, because you don't want to compete with that. Right. And uh, it the budget was $25 million, Okay. And right now, in just box office gross, it did close to $300 million and has sold 4.8 million DVDs. Oh, yeah. It's, but it's worth it. It's, it's that good. Every second of it. And JT, you have the Blu-ray slash DVD combo, right? Damn right I do. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, so good. I remember the first time I saw this, I was on the road. I did not see it in the theater. Okay. I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, um, there's only been two movies maybe in the past 10 years sure. that have made me pick up the phone. <laughs> like my dad's move when my dad was the official television watcher in the house. Okay. And if something did awesome Did he have a TV guide? On, was he a TV guide guy? He was the TV oh, got guide. It, got it. No, because yes. he liked flipping through. And back in the 80s, the, the cable box used to be attached by a wire. Yeah. And it was like a rectangle to go click, click, yeah. click. Yeah. My dad would be like, click, click, <laughs> click, click. And then he adjusts to the next level. Click, 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 click. <laughs> click, click, click. Oh, my God. Turn on channel 29. <laughs> turn on channel 29. It's taken with Liam Neeson. Like... So he would be like, Hollow Oats is on channel 12. Christopher, you're banned. Hollow Oats. So genetically, that must be in me somewhere. Sure. And I was on the road doing comedy. It was okay. the afternoon. You like, yeah. you wake time. up, you do morning radio, you take a nap. Yeah. I remember t- flipping through the channels. And I don't want to I don't want to jump too far ahead, sure. but I turned on the movie at the exact perfect time. Okay. And I literally stood up and I started to call my brothers. Yeah. I was like, turn on Showtime or HBO, whatever it was. I'm like, no, what's what's happening? Yeah. I go, no, it's the best movie ever. You have to see this. This guy's awesome. And then um, I watched it a bunch of times after sure, that. Sure. But then it's been years. I rewatched it last night and I'm like, oh, Isn't my that God. The beautiful part of this show is rewatching those movies. Not like as almost as homework basically but we get to and we're like analyzing it to a certain 
only but thing, also just enjoying enjoying it. I enjoy it like um, like when I go home. There is certain food that I have to oh, eat from certain places, yeah. and it, it lives in your in your memory. Like you're like, oh, we have to go to Pika's for pizza, and yeah. then like in your brain, you're like, I know that's really good. But then when you sit down in that pizzeria and you have that slice, you're oh, like, yeah. this is even better than I remember. Yes, and that's what Taken was for yep. me. Yep. Like the other movies we've done so far are super fun and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. But when this movie kicks in, it's like a Led Zeppelin song oh, where it's a great comparison, and then it's just like, oh snap! Yes, yes, you're just like. I was so excited at one point. It's two o'clock in the morning last night and I'm punching myself in the face. Like I couldn't, I couldn't take how the awesome aw- it yeah, was. The awesomeness of this movie. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the first time I saw it and I remember vividly, it, it came on uh, HBO. Okay. Right. And um, I just moved into my, to the apartment I currently live in and, and Taken was on. I was like, ah, I've never seen this movie, but I remember, anyway, it was basically just released on, on HBO. Right. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, eh, you know, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit! Liam Neeson is an Oscar Schindler. This dude is a, I mean, he is a weapon. He is now because this this movie took him from like we were talking about Rob Roy, which is basically like Braveheart. It's a very you know dramatic movie. <laughs> Oscar Schindler, he was like a you know he's in Love Actually, he's this love guy, and then all of a sudden he goes to Taken and he he kills everybody. Yeah, dude, this is the um, this was the first Liam Neeson movie I ever saw because <laughs> I'm a, I'm not smart. Like I don't watch stuff that like smart Wait, people. What did you like, say before we came on the air? That I was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm pretty dumb. And you were like, Rob Roy. I thought I was like, wait, is Chris Farley in that? Like, <laughs> that's that's not karate yes. or a monkey that drinks beer. I yeah. probably haven't seen the yeah. movie. Like I have a very specific taste. And like I love awesomeness yes, yes. and this movie defines awesomeness to mm. me but coming out of the gate it's a little bit slow it is it is so let's uh well let's get in let's get into okay before we get into the plot points and uh, this is our favorite part obviously because we just break down the movie like two kids in a candy yeah. store let's talk just taken two real quick we're not listen we're not going to go into taken two because it is definitely a, a it was a much hyped sequel that really didn't live up to any expectation yeah and our buddy michael costa very I, I funny guy very funny guy had this great stand-up bit about how taken one made sense his daughter gets kidnapped he's got to hunt down his daughter like schwarzenegger in commando very similar to commando taken two it's his ex-wife who gets kidnapped like okay who cares she she was kind of a bitch in the first one nobody yes, really she was liked so mean her. to him yeah like okay, get kidnapped. Congratulations! I'm not really. I was lying to you yeah. in my mansion yeah. with a guy that's way richer than you. He drives a nicer car. He's like life is better than Neeson, who's yeah. living in like a one bedroom from. Yeah, he's living in baby. Van Nuys next yeah. to me. Some sad, broken down, divorced guy apartment. <laughs> he lives above like a, a pizza shop slash fried chicken's place yeah, slash dry cleaner. Just like yeah. hey, I gotta get close to my daughter. <laughs> that's the first twenty minutes. Yes. What have I done? So uh, taking two sucked. Well, let's but this taken one blew up onto the scene and bro, it was. Let's, let's just jump in, okay? Gets in. And Maggie Grace, who plays his daughter. Pretty good. Pretty great. Yeah. She's good. And she gets totally naked in Californication. If you guys really? have watched that show, she gets buck naked and it's fantastic. That kind of breaks my heart right now. Why is that? Because she was such a sweetheart in this movie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, she kind of got slutty in Californication. They all do it. Yeah. Then you, know, you make your turn. What you can yeah. do. So, uh, so we start off, and he's like, he's this downtrodden, which we don't know if he's ex CIA. You don't know much about him, really, right? I think that's what adds to this. The first twenty minutes of this movie is pretty slow. It opens yes. up with that flashback scene, right. of like her fifth birthday party, and he, like he's dreaming. I think is the very beginning, right? And it's the fifth birthday party, which. I think somewhere in the plot, I don't know if I'm right, but I think that that was the age, uh, the way I interpreted the film, that was the last birthday. He was a part of? That they were all still together. 
Oh. I think because, do you remember, she was like, where have you been for the last 12 years? Yes. The, the, the wife, fam, the right. chick from X-Men that's pretty hot, yes. but mean in this movie. <laughs> yes. I, I Femke Jensen. Yeah, I can't. Yes. There's no way I can pronounce yeah. that. I would just say it really fast. Like, Femke <laughs> Jensen. Like when you're reading out loud in third grade and you're like, uh-oh, I don't know what that <laughs> word really, is. That was like, my dad is awful with people's names. So when he sees them, he, he's like, what's up, Brian? <laughs> it's incredible like he'll just mumble out a word that he's close to the name that he thinks it might be so basically what word you would do with Femke Jensen yeah but uh, yeah so so he's been gone basically for 12 years now he's back on the scene like he was an operative or something that's what we're getting we don't really get a ton yeah like you know it was like maybe military or spy stuff right there's the one point in the car ride with his daughter where she was like, I never asked mom what you did. Why, why would you do that? And yeah. I was like, because I was afraid I wouldn't like it or whatever. And he was like, I was a preventer. <laughs> What's that mean? I prevented bad things from happening. And you're like, like oh, snap. Because, okay. Here comes Liam Neeson. Oh, dude. It, there's, see, they, they they do the foreshadow. There's yes. that dope scene. Okay, because he's down and out. He's living in the valley. He's working like personal security. Not, I think he's retired, right? right? Yeah. And then his like SEAL buddies or Army Ranger buddies, right, the right. cool his drinking buddies he, show up. His frat guys that could kill everybody. Yeah, and of... how great's that scene where they're all just waiting by the door with like beer like they're 14? Like, yeah. look what we got. <laughs> Dennis. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Taken, yeah. Um, and uh, and so he's hanging out with them, and then he gets like this job from his one buddy to to hang out with the do security, do security for like a pop star, which is yes. Britney Spears. Which JT, what were you saying earlier that somebody like asked you what if there was a real pop star? Or something? Yeah, so I was like, who's the music artist in that movie Taken? Like that he was protecting? like they have an album? No, it's <laughs> yeah. just some actress that lives in the valley near Basically you. Basically, like a yeah. Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears kind of. Right. Yeah, she's right. supposed to be like the biggest star. I'm guessing. Right, and she's being a total bitch. She's like the Femke Jensen, but as a as a star. Yeah, because you remember he's he's just this guy that you could tell has seen a lot, been through a lot. You don't know how much of a badass he is. Right. But they make it very clear that his goal is just to make his daughter happy. Right. He's just and he trying to just get back wants to life. reconcile that. And to him, that's the most important thing in life. Right. And her dream a is to be a singer. Her dream yes. is to be a singer. Tons of exposition. But right. you remember the pop star blows him off backstage. Yeah. So that's the nice button at the end of the movie right. where he was like, my daughter wants to be a singer. And she's like, really? Mm, cool. Great. It's like when your buddy you emails advice? you from home. He's like, hey, uh, my friends moved out to LA to try comedy. Can I give him your number? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, fine. I do that all the time. Yeah. Now. I just help people. I'm like, yeah. Does he want to have a pizza? Come over, play air hockey. <laughs> I'm like, uh, just yeah, give him a shot. That's the one thing I know I can do to help people. I'm like, yeah, yeah I do know how to do comedy. Yeah. I wish I knew how to do karate like the Amnesia. Oh, life. God. So then she gets attacked by a dude with a knife. The, the pop star does. Yes. And then you just see him wreck the dude oh, in like, two seconds. Just, bah, 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 done. Yeah, and then he gets her in the limo, and then they do another thing that shows that he's a badass. Do you remember he make he cracks open the soda and he goes, "Here, drink this. The sugar will help with the shock." Yeah, like how much stuff have you been through uh, where you know chemical equations in your brain that lower to his to brain get is literally like a field manual. Yeah, right? because remember when his <laughs> army buddy dudes, the spy guys or whatever, yes. they were like, they asked him about the Feminica Jansen's <laughs> new husband. <laughs> And they're like, we know you did your background research. He's like, no, nah, not really. Yeah. And then later, he knows everything. Uh, you have a shell corporation. It's a private jet. You did business with the Russians. He knew everything off oh, the top yeah. of his head. Yeah, because the, da I mean, the dad, we, you don't know it's if so he's good. dirty or not. Okay, yeah. so because now the movie's getting better. Yeah, now it's we're getting, getting better. Well, here's the thing, and I want to make this point very clear. Had this movie come out right before I went on my study abroad, mm -hmm. I don't think that my aunt and uncle would have let my cousin go because she was like the Maggie Grace. You know, she was a very pretty girl from Philadelphia. Uh, you know, she you have cousins in Philly? Yeah, I didn't in know Westchester. That. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So my, my uh, mom's brother, his family, and we're really close. So, but my, my cousin, and she's a sweetheart. She's awesome, but she's very spacey. She okay. can, she's a blonde. Uh, she can be very spacey. And they, my aunt and uncle were so worried about her going to Europe. Yeah. I mean, I was going and a bunch of my friends are going, so I, you know, I'll take care of her, but she would be like the Maggie Grace where like she showed up in France. I'm like, oh, this guy's cute. And then it gets kidnapped. Yeah. And that's what they're bringing up out. a very good plot point because, um, he's trying to reconcile with his daughter. Right. You see that he's a badass. He's got like this. They say he's a preventer that he's retired from, he's and then his daughter, now, the yeah. love of his life, right. wants to. Go to she's Europe. only seventeen years old. It's her seventeenth birthday, and she wants to go to Europe to study art. Right, that's the story. Let me ask you a question: Would your parents let you go at no. seventeen to Europe? Mine either. My, they wouldn't I let me go to the Jersey Shore an hour away. <laughs> He'll be thrown up in the bushes in a Hawaiian shirt because he wants to prove everybody he's the life of the party. <laughs> <clears throat> he thinks he's Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> I was a moron when I was 17. Oh my god. My parents it's, it's incredible. Complete moron. So, I went to Germany as a 17-year-old, but no I was way. in exchange in high school. So there was like teachers and people like watching us. You were an exchange student for a summer. Yeah. No way. Yeah, in a little town called Leverkusen in Germany. So, I know, but my parents like my parents if if I was Maggie Grace, my parents would like get out of here. You're not going with your friend to Paris and then touring with you two or whatever. Like, yeah, because they lied. They lied. They lied. <laughs> they lied to Liam Neeson. Don't lie it, to Liam Neeson. No. And then Don't. he sees okay. So Go ahead. So he says yes. He sure. wants to make Gives her happy. Gives her a satellite phone. Like, listen, you got to call me every day. Programs with... his number in. Right. Under and... daddy. Did you notice yes. it? Yeah. Daddy. Even though she doesn't really like him, she's now like. She likes him. Yeah. But she, you know what was awesome? Tough teen girl thing. Yeah. But there was that great beat. He shows up at her birthday party and he did all this. She wants to be a singer. He gets her the karaoke machine. Yes. And then he was like, see, home run. And then here comes stepdad oh. with a million dollar Arabian horse. <laughs> and she's just, she's like. Who wants a karaoke machine? And she runs over to the pony and he's yeah. like, eh, I'm going to go drink in the valley by myself. <laughs> I'm going to go pace pictures. His buddy show up with like five open bottles of Amstel Light. And they're like, all right, this will do. Uh, so she goes to Europe. Now, this is where the movie, we've sat through all this exposition. We sat it's through pretty, Ponygate. Yeah, we've sat through the Preventer. The only the thing you're getting, star. yeah, you're like, he was kind of, he must have been some sort of badass. He really yeah. loves his daughter. The only thing he wants to do is reconcile his relationship right. with his little girl. 20 minutes of that, bro. Right. I mean, he's in the valley basically walking with a members only jacket, like walking down Van Nuys, the only guy on the sidewalk looking all downtrodden, wait for him, the bus. Sorry, yeah. JT. And because JT loves the bus. Okay. And, uh, so we're like, we feel bad. And then all of a sudden she goes to Europe and things start getting shady. Yeah. Cause, and he was like, things happen. Yeah. The world's not as safe. Cause, and she was like, oh, your job made you paranoid. Yeah. And he's like, really? Paranoid? You don't know what the world's really like. Right. And then it's Feminine Jansen's like, <laughs> well, how is she going to find out what the world's like unless we let her live it? And he's right. like, fine, let's let her live it. Boom. They get off the plane in Paris and here comes Henri or whatever. He's yeah. like, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, and girls, as soon as they hear an accent or they're in a foreign country, they're like, oh my God, we're going to mix it up with the locals and they're going to love it. And us. his daughter's slutty friend is Ugh. on it. Like, and it's always the slutty poop. friend. Remember? It's always the slutty I'm going to sleep with him tonight. Yeah. No, you're not because you're about to be taken. Yes. <laughs> So, then, so scary. So they get to this thing and they're supposed to be staying with her cousin. The cousins aren't there. They're not even there. No. And then that shady French dude, which is another reason don't trust the French. I hope we don't have many French fans, but don't trust the French. Don't trust the Russians. Just don't trust anybody in Europe you meet outside of an airport that just is like, I'll pick you up in my nondescript car and take you. Yeah. Let, let's share a cab. Don't, no. don't, don't take rides from strangers. Don't. Guys. Especially in Europe. They will stab you and get you taken. Okay. So then that's, that's what happens. That's the fifth time we said the word taken. I think we should keep, keep well, it. Well, they do say that as soon as she gets taken, he says it about three times. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's been taken. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's running through the house. What happened? She's been taken. And then that's so Okay. Henri gets there. No, no. So Henri gets there and then he tells like his the, the Albanian sex trade workers. That, yeah, you don't know there. what's happening. He just there's a a uh, good-looking, uh, flashy guy whose whole job is to get chicks. Yes. To tell tell he was like, uh, taxi cabs are so expensive. Maybe we should share a ride. Right. So now he knows where they live, and then he calls into. He's a bad guy. Not sure and if then, you know this, but that's what Ken Napsok used to do back then. <laughs> so they do do a good point. Like this, this movie's very much like a video game. There's yes. levels of bad guys. Yes. And there's levels of corruption, and there's levels of deceit, and there's uh, levels of evil. Right. And essentially, this is a story of pure good versus pure evil and that's why it works the sex for me trade is, is evil evil, as it's get. disgusting yeah and it's real it's real um i will i will say this okay I have so you have the afterwards. entry-level bad guy yeah. who who lets the even worse guys know where these it's almost beautiful like young dealers, women are right safe. you got like the 12 year old kids and you got all the way until you get to you know Stringer right Bell. right so he's entry-level bad dude right and then uh the girls they're hanging out at this apartment. They're hanging out at this apartment. There's no family there. This guy knows that. And then the Lucy, worst guys show up. The worst guys show up to kidnap. Now, she goes to make a call to her dad. Yes. Right? And she sees through the other window that these guys have broken in and they're going to kidnap the girl. Yes. So she calls and then uh, she's taken and he's like, you know, get under the bed, yada, yada, yada. Right? You will Dude. be taken. Yes. Go ahead. No, oh, just, I just want to say this. That's I'm flipping through the channels, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't see the first 20 minutes of boring stuff. Sure. I'm flipping through the channels, and I get, like, right soon as they're talking to the French guy at the airport, I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I'm like, this is boring. Yeah. And then if they go to the house, and I'm like, why am I watching this? <laughs> and then, boom, she, hi, Dad. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, my God, Dad. Somebody's, something's happened. Yeah. And then he's just cool as a cucumber telling her what to you do. will be taken. Yada, yada, yada. Now, and then here's comes this. Listen, I want to say this is probably the best line in a movie by a single human being in the past 10 or 15 Easily. years. Uh, and it ranks up there in the top. I mean, I think eventually maybe in like show 20, we do top 10 one-liners in movie history, in guilty movie yeah, this is history. Yeah, this is one of the best. Off the top of my head, I, I'm sure there must be something. Yes. But right now, off the top of my head, I don't think there's a better short monologue than this. Ever. This is the dopest thing ever. And I can't believe every rapper hasn't sampled this into the beginning of a song. <laughs> I can't believe this it's is like Ric Flair. Yes. This is like Ric Flair level promo. Yes. Like it's very much pro wrestling 80s. Like, uh, who am I? This is what I do. Right. It's so good. It's she's imagine- under the bed. She's scared. You think she's going to hide from the bad guys. And then, boom, like a horror movie. She gets drugged from out from underneath the bed. Uh, and then he's such a badass. He's like, look, you're going to be taken. This is what's going to happen. Soon as you see these guys, shout out everything you see about them. Their right. hair color, their height, any scars, any markings. Boom. And that's boom. what happens. <gasps> brown hair, brown eyes, six feet tall, tattoo. Boom. And the phone goes down. Yes. Now. And then you just hear breathing on the other end of the phone. And he knows the dude's listening. Yeah. And then he says this. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Oh, God. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Good luck. 
it's so good. All right, that's when it dawned on me that this is essentially a remake of Commando. Yeah, well, I mean, basically, that's what we're sitting through now, but is there anything wrong with that? No. Absolutely not. Because then, because you remember in Commando when he hops off the plane and his Boop. stuff? Yeah. yeah. Because then he calls his drinking buddy yeah. who does, boom, right away all Who's the background. awesome, by the way, that guy who plays Mark him. or whatever. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, great. he's awesome. He's incredible. And he has all the information. He's like, bro, you got 96 hours. Yes. 96 hours and she's gone forever. Again. Yeah. Ever. Because we don't know. We don't know what happens in the sex trade. All, all we know is that it, that it happens and it's disgusting. Yeah, it's and, disgusting. And once you start getting in, I feel like, once you start getting into like a criminal empire, your your morals obviously are loose to begin with if you're joining a criminal organization. But you start falling down a slippery slope. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to deal drugs. And two years later, you're a heroin dealer. And yeah. Like, ah, I'm not going to sex trade. But then you see how much money there is in sex trade. You're like, well, it's not that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a criminal, you'll do whatever. It's like a drug it's addict. It's disgusting. You know? Yeah. So now he's got to go. He get, and he gets to France and shit. He just starts finding people, right? He, oh, dude, he the finds first, Henri. Okay, he goes the cool. Okay, the coolest thing is he goes to that. He knows where she was supposed to be. Uh-huh. He goes there. He like a ninja. He breaks into the apartment. And you're like, oh, this dude's a badass. Yeah. It's to me, it's very much like a video game. He has to keep on showing the more skills he has, the right. higher up he goes. Because now he's in France. He breaks into the apartment and then in his crazy. Uh, super spy brain he could see the whole thing unplaying and he's listening he had listened to the he recorded the phone conversation and he's replaying it she must have been standing here this was her point of view boom finds the cell phone takes out the sim card finds the little hair and then he goes and blows up the picture sees the reflection of Henri bro your life's about to get wrecked son shows up at the airport tell him what happened Oh, sees him at the airport and just tracks him down and basically beats him up on like the jetway like where the cars where you go to drop off your friend at the airport he owns him right there oh bro and he's doing those kidney shots like I watch movies like this like they're all documentaries I'm like that's where you have to hit somebody if they take your daughter (laughs) and he's just wowing the guy but then that dude's got security remember the dude oh, yeah. that thinks he because there's the big security dude that gives him the heads up when the hot chick gets off the plane yes. from Sweden and he charms her boom no you're not getting taken you know why because Liam Neeson's there to whip this dude's ass right. he's whipping his ass in the cab right <laughs> and then boom the security guy pulls out and he's like oh I'm a bad motherfucker and Liam Neeson's oh. like boom not with a broken <laughs> knee not with a cracked fucking head boom and now the other guy's running for his life and Liam Neeson gives chase and like, what's he, he jumps like, off the bridge oh, he jumps off, off the bridge how much of an ass kicking? How bad did those kidney shots hurt? Where you're like, He's I'd rather jump blood. like Jimmy yes. Superfly Snooker off this bridge, right? And you're like, you get pissed. I was a little pissed. Yes. I'm like, I didn't want him to get away. No. But does he get away? No, he doesn't. What happens? <laughs> Boom! He's like, dead. This can't give awesome. any information to Liam Neeson. So now Liam Neeson's back to square one, but he's already killed a bunch of dudes. So he's, yeah. he's getting the ball rolling. Yeah. He's getting the ball rolling. <laughs> you and see his level like, one of the badass Listen, skills. these guys are like Albanian sex traffickers. So now yes. he starts tracking down these Albanian sex traffickers. And he goes to his buddy, the French dude. Yes. Who like Jean-Paul or Jean-Marc or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we still don't know what... I think... I still like, don't you, you know what... You can't be Liam... doing this because you're going to get deported, just so you know. Like, let it, let the police do the work. And he's like, listen, you're not going to get it done. 96 hours, you don't... You right, and it's a pretty good plot device, too. Yes, yeah. Because they, they tail him. Yes. Yeah. And then... I guess he's on the take. The police guy's on the take. Right. We find that out. And it was like, I guess one of his buddies from back when he did like super spy stuff or something. Because like Liam Neeson's an international man of mystery. We're figuring this out as it goes along. He also one punch. He can kill anybody with one punch, really, if he wanted to. But he kind of like drags it out because you're in a movie. But really, I mean, he's a badass. Complete badass. So 
now he starts and so he goes with that and they start tracking his car and they're like you need, and he he ditches that like the tracker yeah but that he, was the best because the french dude who used to be like a spy guy too now right. has, now has a bureaucratic desk job and he's like hey man let me let's try to do this through proper channels and Liam Neeson's like what's talk about off. my daughter bro yeah, yeah. I don't have enough time I have 80 hours to find her that's like with General Franklin Kennedy Kennedy yes, Kennedy it's Kennedy. the same thing yes ticking clock it's a great plot he device. can't wait for anybody you have to get, get, raise the so stakes so he rents a car he gets an interpreter yes he goes finds the and he starts working his way up the food chain from oh, the prostitutes yeah. right. the street walkers the street walkers he figures out you know and then he gets to the construction site. construction site. Because what he does is he acts like he's a Freddy cat yeah. and he's not a tough guy. So he lets the street pimp intimidate him, but not really. He goes like this and he plants a bug on the dude. You're like, oh, snap, son. Yeah. This dude's got skills. Then he gets in the car and the guy's like, what should I? Uh, I'm hired for an interpreter. And then he's like, what's he saying? Yeah. Not nice things about you. And then he finds out about the construction site because mm-hmm. he put a bug on the dude. And then what happens? He shows up at that construction site. Go. I thought you were going to... Oh, okay. I thought... <laughs> I don't want to... No, it was just so dude, good. You're, I don't want to clog passion. it. Go passion. Right, so, he shows up at this construction site and it's disgusting. There's like hundreds of dudes lined up to do sex with Ugh, uh, like drugged out sex. girls. Because they get the girls... These guys, are, they kidnap girls. Then they get them addicted to drugs. Yeah. And then they just... Uh, which doesn't seem be. like the most ideal kind of situations with the girls, but I feel like, if, first of all, most ideal. It's disgusting. No, no, I'm saying as I know it's disgusting. You're like uh, working no. at the mall, <laughs> getting drugged, and being a prostitute. No, what I'm saying is like, if you're any kind of a man, you're having sex with a girl like all drugged up really That's isn't disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. But these guys are all sickos. Yeah, right? disgusting people. But how? Okay, here's the one thing that I have. I'm, I'm having trouble with is that. Okay, yeah, the cop was in on the take because they're doing this sex trade, but nobody else has, like, really figured this out that, like, all these girls are getting kidnapped from airports and nobody's seeing them again. Like, this should be, like, an international red flag that these guys haven't been caught yet. Yeah. I guess that just goes to show, like, the nonchalance of European, like, policing? Uh, Because last night, okay, I'll just, we're going off on a sidebar here. But I thought the movie, I forgot how awesome the movie was. Yeah. So like a seven-year-old, I just Google how realistic is taken because I wanted to know what kind of karate he was doing and if you could really just snap necks like that. Did like, you ever take karate classes again? I took jujitsu for a little bit, but okay. it, I wasn't good. Okay. I'm more of a sidekick. Okay. So um, I want to I wanna be tough so oh, bad. me too. Just so, so you can be the nice guy. Just, yes. Like Liam Neeson, nicest guy ever. Minding his own business, you shouldn't have taken his daughter. Yeah, just listen. Don't take Liam Neeson's daughter, you idiot. But uh, apparently, uh, very realistic backstory to this film. Yeah, there was a guy that, like they said, it was based on his life. Yeah, there was a colonel. I don't know if that's true. But But in general, he got arrested because he was like doing speaking tours. Like he was some ex-Green Beret, but he he only spent like a year in the Coast Guard. He like Uh, totally liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah, he said like this had actually happened to his daughter, but it never really happened to his daughter. It was a total lie. But the uh, sex trade stuff is all real. And they say the problem is when they, these girls get classified as prostitutes. Okay. So the criminal justice system thinks that they're willing parts of it. A lot of it, uh, they said, like the Albanians are a big part of it. Okay. And uh, I do have a friend that's Albanian, and she was like, "That movie ruined our reputation." I'm like, "I'm sorry. I yeah. don't think you're bad. I don't think you're bad." Yeah. But um, the, cr- the criminal justice system kind of looks the other other way to her because they kind of they think that the girls yeah, are yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like want like making a choice to be there, right? And they're not focusing on the modern day slavery aspect. Sure, sure. It's disgusting. It is. But so now Liam Neeson, uh, he's taken it upon himself really to get in, and and now he's he's made his way past the construction site. Yeah, he, he he's ends those dudes. Oh, bro, he wrecks 
everybody. Everybody. Because he thinks he them. sees his daughter. Yes. Do you remember he sees her jacket? Yeah. And that's it, bro. But then that, that prostitute that had her jacket helps him and gives him the like the whereabouts of the brothel. Yeah, he saves her. Saves her. And tries to get her off of drugs. But that's yeah. when Henri, the French dude or whatever, every person in that's France French is, is named Henri. Henri. Yes. Um, his buddy, um, the French guy that used Jacques. to be a spy. Remember he was like, Duh, you already killed eight people. <laughs> you have to come. And he was like, no, we're talking about my daughter's son. Right. And now he's saves the prostitute and then finds out more information and she tells him the red door right to, on the what what street and bro when to he me goes into the next brothel, eight minutes it's the best thing that's been captured on film in the last 15 years oh yeah it's i mean he, he so so he goes in there and then do we go right into the the torture scene with the electric chair no, no, no bro no. you remember that's when he, he walks in there's the two it's like a video game right. he walks in there's the two level century bodyguard dudes oh, yeah. and there's the one yoke dude that's just Mad dogging him, yeah. and he says he's a cop. He takes his buddy's cop card. The and badge. Was like, I'm the here. cop card. His yeah. badge. No, the business card. Oh remember? yeah, the business card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, "Yeah, I'm here for the payoff." He's doing his spy thing. Right. He's not saying I'm here to blast everybody, <laughs> bro. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Do you want me to? Yeah. I feel like I'm hogging. No, this, I love it. But it's Your just so good. Yeah. Okay. So then he has a great line in there was, and where he goes, or oh, you could stand here and scratch your worthless balls. I was like, <laughs> he called him worthless balls, <laughs> right? So then the guy comes up and then they're like, all right, he'll see you. And then he goes in and he's, you see that crazy spot. He's like, two guys here, two guys there. There's a knife on the table. Yeah. You're reading his thoughts. Uh-huh. And he's just so cool sipping coffee. He's like, I'll take it black with a spoonful of sugar. And he's like, we already paid you off. And he goes, no, that guy's been, I'm the new guy. Yeah. And he was he was like, uh, um, what was the guy's name that he was looking for? Marco. Yeah, Marco. He was like, Which, we're all named Marco. And he was like, oh, you, you want to play that game? My price just went up 10%. And then the guy said something else. And, and then he, I, can't, I don't remember the exact quote, but he was like, you're visitors in our country. And you take it, and we allow you to operate doing your business, but you take it as a sign of weakness that we allow to do this. Well, I have a satellite 200 feet up in the air that knows everything. Do you want me to arrest you for kidnapping? Do you want me to arrest you for drug trafficking? Do you want me to arrest you for... And then they're like, all right. And he goes, now it just went up another 10%, right? Now he's just owning this dude. He's it's just incredible. owning them Because yeah, yeah. he's outnumbered. There's nine dudes and he's just sipping his coffee like he's out <laughs> under the sun at a Starbucks pitching a screenplay that's never going to get written. Well, then in the third act, this is what I think is going to happen. I got to get the rights to Godzilla. It's Hear me out. It's the second pinch. Right. Yeah, so the calm. second act. He's so cool. Uh. And he's just sipping his coffee. And he's like, this is how it is. He takes their cash. And then he was like, a friend of mine wrote me this note in Albanian. What, what does this say? He goes, I don't know what it says. Remember? And they look at it and they're like, ha, 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 ha. And then the dude goes, good luck. Oh! He's like, you don't remember me, do you? And the guy's just like, this, like he's the man. He's like, yeah. I got nine of my boys with machine guns. Yeah. What are you going to do to me? And he was like, you don't remember me, do you? And he's like, we had a conversation two days ago on the phone. Oh, shit. Boom, 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 boom. Take everybody, everybody out. Done. And then he finds the, the friend dead. Yes. No. Yeah. And then he kidnaps the one dude. And that's when he throws him in the homemade electric chair. Oh, my God. Is oh, my God. You make a homemade electric chair? He, I mean, and it wakes up to the dude in the homemade yeah, electric chair. Yeah, because it blacks out. He, yeah. he wrecks everybody in Everyone. this house. Everybody dies. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> dies. And then I thought something happened to my, because I was watching it on my phone, too. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened? What happened? Because it went blank for a second. Yeah. Like the end of The Sopranos. We're mm-hmm. like, that's it? What happened? <laughs> so then I'm going, what happened? And then, boom, and it's the point of view 
of the guy Marco who thought yeah. he was so tough Good being luck. a bad guy yeah. kidnapping innocent girls so he could make more money and then he comes to and he's like oh am I in my bed at home no wrong you're in a homemade electric chair in a basement built by Liam Neeson and this obviously With jumper cables hooked up to it he took the jumper cables. He helped his friend uh, jump his car out in the parking lot and then brought the jumper cables in. Let's- Hi, AAA. <laughs> I got myself in a little quinky dink here. Uh, could you deliver some jumper cables? No, 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 no. Just the jumper cables. That's That'll be fine. Uh, and now he's got this dude. I think. And he pumps him for information. Pumps him for information. And now we're going to get to the climax. And I think the, the perfect person to bring in to talk uh, the end of Taken is one Alicia Malone. Let's bring her in. Hey, Alicia. Come on in. How's it going? Ah, good. good. I just wanted to crash your podcast. <laughs> Please. We're, we're, you, I love you texted me earlier. You love Taken, which yes. it didn't shock me because everybody should love. Dude, this it's movie, such right? a good movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Really good movie. Um, so now, so basically, how we do it on the show, and if you're watching, we're just breaking down the movie and, and yeah. laughing about it. Um, and uh, so now he now now Liam Neeson has gotten to the point where he knows where he gets he gets the final piece of information. Right. So, He's gathering information and killing people. Would we call this, this the beginning of the third act? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just love this film because of Liam Neeson. <laughs> He's so good in it, He's right? He's so good. And this was his first like action hero yes. adventure. And I like that he is not a sly or an Arnie. He's like a yeah. real guy. And yep. you feel that he's a father just trying to save his That's daughter. what I think. I think that emotion's what makes this whole movie work. Yeah. It's about a guy. It's about family, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And it's about a guy who wishes, he loves his daughter more than anything, yeah. who loved his country, served his country doing as a preventer, he, in his own words, yeah. but feels bad that he missed out I mean, on his daughter's life. We've never seen Liam Neeson without a shirt on because he like, he's not ripped, I don't think. He's just he's like a real a, dude. I like to imagine he is. <laughs> <laughs> I've spoken to him several times, and no, every time how? I interview him, no I way. Say, Can you just hang with me for the rest of my life? <laughs> protect me from everything, because I believe he can do all the things he does. That he doesn't take it, yeah, because yeah. he sells it so well. He's so good at it. Oh, because here's the thing: you go in there. Liam Neeson was an actor first before he was an yeah, action star. He's played tough guys before, but never right. like this. And I think that's why oh, so good. when you get yeah. to the big climax, you're cheering for him. Absolutely, oh, yeah. So then he gets. So he gets to this party. This no, bro. You missed the. I think the the scene where you realize how ruthless he is. He sh- he has to find out. The guy in the electric chair gives him a name. Mm-hmm. He says he won't get. Remember, he's spitting in Liam Neeson's face. Like I'm not going to talk. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, really? <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as he gets the information, he's like, all right, dude. I believe you don't know where he is. But I'm still boom, and he fries him, oh, kills yeah. him. So you're like, oh, this dude's ruthless. Like the he's spider a good at the guy. end of arachnophobia, he just fries <laughs> yeah. the spider. But yeah. then he shows up at his French buddy's house. Oh, Remember, and you see no the kids running around. Well, yeah. Oh, and and the French guy's like, oh my god, it's yeah. that subtext. Like this dude, I'm gonna kill your wife. He basically is like, I'm gonna kill your wife if you don't tell me what's going on. Mm. Well, that's that threw me for a shock. Where the guy goes and he takes out the gun and he pulls it on Liam Neeson. Yeah. And he was like, you've been sitting behind a desk too long. You, you forgot the weight of a gun with bullets and a gun without bullets. And the guy's like, what? And he shoots Liam Neeson. And then he starts dropping the bullets on the table. He's like, who is this guy? And he's like, look, I'm on a take. And he was like, boom, and shoots his wife. <laughs> the lady that's been so nice to him. He's like, boom. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus. His buddy was like, and he was like, you don't think I'm ruthless, son? He goes, that was a flesh wound. He goes, you give it up the information where my daughter is right now or the last thing she's going to see before her kids become orphans the last thing you're going to see before your kids become orphans is her getting capped yeah and you're like oh this dude does not give a fudge no, no and that's what makes it even more awesome yeah he's ruthless but you're cheering for him at the same yeah let's just say you were the 
best guy's wife and Liam Neeson comes to your house like oh it's good to see you you want to crop in some tea and then he shoots you and you find out your husband is now a dirty cop yeah what do you do be a bad day yeah, yeah. <laughs> be a really really bad day this wasn't fun I, <laughs> I didn't see that one coming I made Christ. a delicious roast <laughs> there were appetizers yeah it was being nice yeah helping out great small talk really he just seemed like a great guy and then he pulled out a gun and shot me mm-hmm. so now he, he gets the information the wife lives right he just but he's now now Liam Neeson is that's it he's down a slippery slope last hurrah he goes to that like a creepy party like the creepiest of all parties if you end up at a party where they're you're buying women Jeez. you've made a wrong yeah, turn that in life. was really dark that that part disgusting and, and I think like as a woman when you travel overseas and you're by yourself you always feel like you could be a target for something bad and you don't See, know what's going on that's what we were talking on. about earlier so you always have your shield up ready to go but it made me think of so many times when I'd be traveling someone would say so where are you staying and quite innocently you'd tell them oh uh, hotel Amsterdam yeah and then, and then watch sex out. trafficking I know I was kind careful. of offended I didn't get taken. <laughs> That's terrible. What's right now? <laughs> What's wrong with me? So um, now he storms the castle oh, for the third act. This is literally like, I mean, when you get to, did you play Mario Brothers growing up? No. Okay. At the end of the first Mario Brothers, every board gets like more and more kind of evil yes. looking. And then you finally get to the last board and it is sinister. Mm-hmm. Like there's fire everywhere. The castle's dark and Mario and you have, and it's impossible to get through because you're, you're going to find a dragon, but you have to go through hell and back to even yes. get to the dragon. Right, and that's what Liam Neeson has to do. Basically, we've compared this movie to Commando and a video game because <laughs> yeah. that's where we're getting. I yeah. think that's what it really was. Right, and then he sees he see like it's basically behind a glass and men auctioning as a woman like is paraded yeah. into a room. How creepy was it's, that? That that scene stayed with me for a long time. It's yeah. really creepy. And I was reading an interview with Liam Neeson talking about why he thinks Taken was so successful, mm-hmm. and he said because around the same time as the financial crisis, where mm. people were scared, they didn't know who to trust and then you have a plot like this where you definitely feel like you can't trust anyone and he has to go and do it himself right yeah the ultimate good guy yeah oh that's nice that's a good i like that comparison well done alicia bringing in the knowledge of the show (laughs) as as opposed to me and you freaking out over going the karate part was the the best you guys are entertaining yes so now he's walking down these hallways and like i was in this bar in new york like this was in 2005 and it was an old Japanese uh, like a geisha brothel okay yeah. and there was all these private rooms where you could do karaoke and then they had like some private bars and stuff and that's what this looked like just like way darker and everywhere you went like every room you turned into there was some weird dude banging a girl with like a mask on or like somebody was doing drugs yeah 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 crazy what? club I, I, no, I'm talking about Taken now. We're like, we get to the oh, Taken part. I thought, oh, I thought you were talking about no, no. So the bar <laughs> I, thought, I thought you just said you were like Uncle Larry's house. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah. no, but like What's in this new on? in this New York bar, the same weird stuff was happening. But like in Taken, it's just like upped another notch. Yeah. Like in the in the one in New York, obviously people weren't being sold into sex slavery. But yeah, it's, it's the seedy underbelly of any city that you hope you don't have yeah. ever have to see or right. experience. Yeah, and the girls are all drugged out and not yeah. with it, and it's just scary when he sees his daughter. Yeah, because oh. she's a virgin. And as a dad, you find out when she's a virgin, like, okay, I did my job. (laughs) (laughs) This could be really weird that she loses her virginity to a Saudi, a sheik that buys her off the black market. Yeah. But then he, I mean, when he Remember he gets conked on the head, though? I know. You think it's like, oh, finally, we're going to end this movie and it's going to be a happy ending. And then he opens the door and he gets conked on his head. And then that top jerk. Like the Albanian top guy. Well, I don't even think he's Albanian. He's the guy the Albanian sold 
the girls. Oh, right. Remember? Right, like, right, hey, right. man, I'm just a middleman. We pimp girls, but when we have really great merchandise, <laughs> we sell them to Captain Creepy that everybody thinks is an upstanding businessman. Mm. That but he's worth billions. High-end society parties where everybody cool shows up. They don't know underneath the party is where all the creepiest stuff yeah. ever happens. Because then he brings the dude out and kills him in front of the party. Yeah, because remember the guy was like, hey, man, I understand. I'm a father myself. Yeah, but uh, kill this yeah. guy and do it quiet. And yeah. he's got like nine mercenaries around the dude. Right. But that's not going to stop Liam Neeson. Come on, and, and there's the all, there's that homage to Commando when he, he sprays the hot steam and the oh, guy sprays yes. when the pipe breaks. I'm like another pipe break scene, <laughs> just like in Commando. Have you seen Commando? I have not. Okay. Oh my god, you have to see Commando. It's I so really good. Schwarzenegger in his prime. Yeah, Commando and is t- like. Taken before Taken was taken. Yeah, well, Taken as well, you know, written by Luc Besson, he has that feeling of that European sensibility with the Hollywood genre feel. Yeah, that's what made it great. It's a great, it's chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So good. It's so good. So now he, but now he has to get, his daughter is being like ushered on this boat. And if he doesn't get it, his daughter disappears forever. And that's what we're all worried about. And it's really scary because this kind of thing actually happens. And you might never hear from these girls ever again. Ever again. Because what did, like, where did they take him? They either kill him and bury him or they just take him and then, like, they, they hang out. Iran or wherever they take him hooked on drugs yes and And it's done Mm -hmm. because the girl the friend dies she's dead but that's what happened to sluts in movies like sluts always (laughs) die like Freddy Krueger movies yeah like the slutty one always dies right Uh, and that's unfortunate I'm not like saying it's bad I'm just saying that's like the movie you know the the formula yeah the movie lore so then he gets on that boat we're talking, this is the climax of the movie, and it's not even a fight. He just shoots that sheik, and, he's, and he rescues his daughter. Yeah, that's the best, because the sheik guy has a knife to his daughter's throat, and he's like, I'm willing to, neg-, and you know he's going to say negotiate, and he's just like, bam! <laughs> yes. Daddy, the best. It's like in Indiana Jones, the first Indiana Jones, when the guy's at the swords, and Indiana's and just, just like, yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> so now he's got his daughter. Now the, the movie's, after Liam Neeson has literally killed all of France, yeah. every Albanian, every bad <laughs> guy that had a chance, he's, re- he's taken down an entire sex slave operation, which yeah. is Great. All one person. Yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now he goes back and he's like personal security, sort of personal security again for that pop star. But not really. He goes to like see her. And now the daughter gets like a chance to like redeem herself after obviously years of therapy after being almost killed yeah. in sex. Oh That's the one thing you always like you never think about is like what the really, aftermath. Uh, yeah. Uh. Like this poor girl is going to have nightmares forever. She's going to have to have therapy forever. It's she, like in Austin Powers when the henchman's wife gets a phone call <laughs> and you see how the henchman died and it affects the whole family. Yeah. All those guys <laughs> that Liam killed plus the daughter and the, the friend. Right, and that family. family, like their daughter yeah. dies in a sex slave. I mean, this. I mean, this movie. The repercussions of this movie are serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's like a pretty big deal. Except for Liam. Except for Liam, <laughs> and she now she's gonna take a singing lesson, pop star, and all as well. And, Le- and roll credits. Roll credits. Liam Neeson re- just transformed his career yes. into now being the ultimate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, now he is the action hero. The best is, remember that awesome speech we talked about? Where, and he goes, well, I don't, if you're looking for ransom, I don't have money. Yeah. But what I do have is a very particular set of skills. Yes. Yes. That part, he proved, because like the beginning of the movie is his daughter's birthday party. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I got you a $150 karaoke machine. And then stepdad has got the million dollar Arabian horse. Yeah. And Liam Neeson's like, look, I don't have money, but check this out. This is my gift to you. I'm going right. to kill everybody in France. A pony can't and save you in pony- France. Exactly. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, also my skills saved 
the pop star's life and you're going to get one-on-one singing lessons. I think I'm dad of the year. Yes. Yeah, and that's and all he wanted. That was his whole goal. That was, and that scene, show his daughter he loved Liam it. was saying he thought the word skills was used too much, so he asked to change it. But they uh-huh. were like, no, 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 this works. Yeah. And it obviously has. The be- oh, it's, it's the, the best, best monologue ever. Can you ever. imagine you're, you, you're Liam Neeson and you get that script and your agent's like, I think you should try this movie. He's like, I'm a serious actor. I don't do it. And then you read that monologue and you're like, I'm in. I'm done. Dude, I bet like eighth graders yeah. 200 years from now will be studying that monologue like Shakespeare. <laughs> acting class. I just do that in every acting class. Like you, you, have, to, you have to do a new monologue. I'm like, no, I'm doing the amazing. Yeah. It's only four lives, but I'm doing it. I guess. Yeah, but he says it with conviction. Yeah. You really believe it. And this was such a surprise hit. Like oh. no one knew it was going to do well. No, it was so good. And it was a word of mouth hit as well because yeah. people started telling everyone about it. And yes. a surprising amount of women loved it. They didn't yeah. think that would be the case at all. Like, and you know, every husband or dad out there is like, shit, if my daughter gets you know kidnapped yeah. and now i'm this, so careful no, when i, I travel i'm like don't oh. talk to me yeah no and i was saying to steve when i went to europe in 2003 for my study abroad uh my if my aunt and uncle had seen this movie there's no way my cousin would have gone to europe no way because she would have been that girl that came off the airplane and been like well he's cute wow. and then done sex slavery yeah because that's that's now we're now the problem is now that's where our mind goes is it used to be like oh a gypsy's gonna pickpocket us now it's like my daughter's gonna get kidnapped and sold into sex slavery yeah and it so, could just be a nice guy or it could be someone evil yeah and if you don't have Liam Neeson with you 24-7 again then what are you gonna do so here's our advice to you from Guilty Movie Pleasures don't go to Europe (laughs) unless you have don't travel and don't talk to anybody unless Liam Neeson is by your side and that's the uh, the out shot if you will so this has been our Taken show Alicia thank you for coming on to thank you so much thanks for letting me crash I love love Taken I love your show I love that you you texted me like I love Taken I want to come on the show (laughs) that's (laughs) so awesome this girl is perfect (laughs) that's so good I just have to watch Commando now and then listen to your show yes (laughs) Commando I will we'll say this that Taken was a little more realistic than oh it's a it's a much better ride yes but it's the same formula. It's the same yeah, it formula. It still has problems, Daughter gets but kidnapped. it's fun to watch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, whereas Liam Neeson has a particular set of skills. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a particular set of just, I'm a bull in a china shop. Watch the fuck out. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, your show profiles, you guys are shooting right after this one. And yeah, shooting after this one. We're talking about Martin Scorsese. So, oh, I love him. So much yeah. to talk about with him. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So And pro- Profiles is great with Scott Mance, another show here on the Schmozo Network. And obviously, we're going to have more Schmo people on the show. Awesome. Um, and uh, you, you, they can go to your iTunes and rate it and follow you on Twitter at Alicia Malone. Yes, uh, so if you guys are fans of Guilty Movie Pleasures, make sure you go and watch Profiles. It's a, a lot less bro-heavy, but just as fun. <laughs> they don't I get love Scorsese. Exci- oh, yeah. I can't wait man. to watch that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, uh, like we said, hashtag GMP on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Josh McCuga. At Steve Simone. And then your website awesomesteve.com awesomesteve.com for upcoming tour dates and uh, yeah go- oh my comedy CD is coming out October 13th dude that's yeah a- it's gonna be awesome that's my cool. parents wedding anniversary no way that is Panama <laughs> da, da. Uh, 41 years this year so. oh my god that's amazing yeah. uh, looks like we made it <laughs> and you can go to- out of love can I just do can I make a CD mix for your parents for yes, you first absolutely right. yeah uh, and then you can go to my YouTube channel The Casual Mafia watch my show Between the Sheets this week uh, comedian Justin Martindale Alicia's oh, been on cool. the show and Steve's gonna be coming on oh soon, I need so. to get you on my podcast on good, good times good too times. Yeah. please we two, have to do two a weeks we talked about right yeah we have yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it uh, oh rocky three next week rocky guys three come next on because yes. awesome. the lead singer of survivor just passed away God rest yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we're going to be talking rocky three which is the guiltiest of all the rocky movies again yeah. go to itunes we're going to share the links on our twitter on the facebook guys we have a facebook fan page and you know schmoville you know the fan page thank you as always for watching and uh we'll see you next time bye guys do you have any information on the new uh scorsese film is that going to happen I- 
Network Studios in Los Angeles, California. It's time for Guilty Movie Pleasures. And now, here are your hosts, two of the guiltiest cats I know, Josh McCuga and Steve. From producers Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, and the entire Schmoes No Network crew, we would like to thank you for listening to Guilty Movie Pleasures. What's your pleasure? Special thanks to Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, the author of Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness in stores now. To watch or listen to other Guilty Pleasure movie episodes or other episodes of the Schmoes No Network shows, get movie news, or to join the conversation, be sure to visit schmoesno.com. I'm the Pit Boss, and this has been a presentation of the Schmoes No Network.